Today is Wednesday, September 1st, 2021. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Coming up, I'm going to run you through an explanation of the USAC points breakdown as those three series are the tightest championship battles we have currently. I've also got some World 100 and Super Dirt Car Series news, plus results from last night's Short Track Super Series race. Before we dive in, if you like what I'm doing here, please subscribe to the show, leave a review, and hit those follow and notification buttons depending on where you consume this. Make sure to follow at Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And don't forget, DirtTracker.com has a bunch more cool dirt racing stuff. Now let's get going. I know we've been talking a lot about points lately on this show, but I think there is good reason for it. Some of these championship battles are super interesting, and I think on a larger scale, the media covering the sport kind of gets lost in individual races and forget sometimes to talk about the bigger battles that happen across the season. I did a show back in April about whether or not dirt racing championships matter, and I know that some don't necessarily agree with me, but I think they do. And I think they do, especially in certain series. We talked yesterday on the show about what's gone down with the World of Outlaws all season, and I wanted to take a look today at the USAC divisions because they are probably the three closest battles we have right now. With the USAC sprint cars, we have three drivers within 51 points. With the midgets, it's three drivers within 41 points. And with the Silver Crown series, only 51 points separate the top two. I also want to dive into this because the USAC points are probably the most complicated among the major series. We know the two Outlaw series and the All-Stars are four points between first and second and two points the rest of the way. We also know that on average, you can figure about six and a half points per spot with Lucas. And knowing this, it helps to understand the impact a single win or a single position gained or lost can have on the season-long race for these championships. The USAC points, though, aren't quite that simple. Among the three divisions, the Silver Crown series is probably the easiest to understand. And they're the easiest to understand because the Silver Crown series normally is just qualifying in the feature. A win is worth 70 points, with the top 10 separated by 3 points, 11 through 20 separated by 2 points, and then a single point after that. The quick timer also gets an additional 3 points, and the driver who leads the most laps gets 3 points. With the difference between Cody Swanson and Logan CV right now being 51 points, you can figure that's probably in the neighborhood of about 20 positions. So again, that one, not super difficult. But things are decidedly tougher with the sprint cars and the midgets. With the inverts that happen for heat races and the feature, the series needs a way to keep guys from sandbagging, so USAC awards points for qualifying, heats, the semis, and the feature. In qualifying, the fast timer gets 6 points, second gets 5, and so on down to 6th getting 1. In a standard show with 4 heats, the top 4 cars that transfer into the feature from those heats are all awarded points as well. The heat winner gets 8, second gets 7, third gets sixth and, uh, 6, and 4th gets 5. So quick time and a heat win is worth a total of 14 points if you're able to do both in a night. Cars that don't transfer and run the semi don't get heat points, but do earn them for finishing positions in the semi. The winner gets four, second, three, third, two, and fourth, one. From there, feature points match what I already mentioned for the Silver Crown cars. The winner gets 70 with three points separating the top 10. So for example, 10th gets 43. From there, it's two points per position down to 20th. Everyone from 20th and beyond gets 23 points with the sprint cars and midgets. If you average it out, you're looking at just shy about two and a half points per position in the feature. If you look at Buddy Kofoid's midget lead right now over Emerson Axum, which is 20 points, that's probably about eight and a half feature positions. But obviously, if one of them qualifies in the top six, that's going to change as well as where they finish in heat races. 
So it could be more than eight and a half positions, or it could be a lot less. Say this weekend at Angel Park, Axum goes quick time with Kofoid in seventh. Then Axum drives through his heat race to bag the win while Kofoid finishes fourth. That 20-point lead is suddenly only 11 with the feature still to come. That gives you an idea of just how precarious these points leads are uh, for both Buddy Kofoid in the midget and Brady Bacon in the sprint car. There are circumstances also where drivers finishing 5th on back in heats can earn points and 5th on back in the semi. Just depends on car counts and what the transfer numbers end up being. If, for example, there are only 3 heats like we saw in some of the Eastern Storm shows, then the car that finishes 5th and makes the transfer gets 4 points. And then if there aren't enough cars for a semi, then every heat finisher gets points. If you're watching the YouTube uh, show right now, you can see that with the asterisks on the screen. Like I said, definitely more complicated than the other big series. I think the easiest way to, though, to kind of think about this is top six in qualifying get points, top four in heats, and about two and a half points per position in the feature. Those additional points available through the night are a big reason why someone like Kevin Thomas Jr. is in the thick of the sprint car championship. He hasn't been able to match Bacon's consistency with five less top fives and two less top tens, but he has added something like 104 points to his tally with seven heat race wins and eight quick times. Hopefully this explanation will make it a little easier to understand the implications the next time you are watching a USAC show. You can find point standings for all of these divisions at dirttracker.com points, and the USAC rulebook is available at usacracing.com if you'd like to see the full breakdown. When the Ward 100 kicks off next week at Eldora, competitors will be racing for more money than ever before in the event's history. A story at DirtOnDirt.com broke down the total prize money with both the 50th and 51st editions of the race paying $3,000 to start, which is up from $2,500. Finishers towards the back half of the field will also get more money than past races. Just like the Dream and King's Royal Eldor is running two World 100s next week to make up for the lost events in 2020. Overall, the Fortnite program will pay out over $760,000 in total purse money with the winners bagging 54 grand and 53 grand for the big shows. Racing kicks off next Wednesday night, September 8th, and runs through next Saturday night, September 11th. Jonathan Davenport has won three of the last five World 100s, including the last race in 2019. He was also the Intercontinental Classic winner in 2020. He'll definitely be up against it to try and repeat, though, as Kyle Larson is expected to race, and Brandon Overton will be looking to repeat his success from the Dream Week. We'll have a lot more on the World 100 next week. Super Dirt Car Series was supposed to be in action tonight at the Bloomsburg Fair Raceway in Pennsylvania, but the show was canceled because of weather. Remnants of Hurricane Ida are impacting the region this week. The series does hope to have Bloomsburg Fair on the schedule for next season. Next up for the series is a stop at Lebanon Valley Speedway on Saturday for the Mr. Dirt Track USA that pays a nice $25,000 to the winner. Stuart Friesen is the current series points leader over Matt Shepard. A side note here for the Super Durker series, we'll have to see how this championship situation plays out over the next several weeks. Friesen is the points leader, but he isn't actually a declared full-timer with the series. To participate in the points fund, you have to be a full-time member of the series, so things could get very strange as the season winds down if Friesen does indeed end up at the top of the standings. For those, of you, uh, for those of you that aren't locked kind of into this Northeast racing scene, things are very contentious up there, uh, kind of between certain series and tracks, and it's not uncommon for there to be conflicts. Definitely something to keep an eye on here with Friesen as the 2021 season dies down. 
The short track super series last night at Thunder Mountain Speedway, it was all Matt Shepard. He started on the pole of the 50 lapper and led every lap to score the $5,000 victory. Alan Barker, Rusty Smith, Andy Bichetti, and Mike Mahaney completed the top five. The win for Shepard will extend his North Region points lead over Perego now with just two re uh, race weekends remaining for the modified series in 2021. Next up for the North Region is the 53,000 to win Fonda 200, which takes place September 16th through the 18th. It is Wednesday, so that means a new Dirt Racing Podcast episodes to mention. Wing Nation has Wade Onger, Dominic Selzy, and Jack Dover. The Rigsby Report has Nick Hoffman. Forward Bite has Ryan King and Mike Knuckles. And there are new episodes of Stick Signals, The Dirt Reporters, The Dirt Nerds, and Passing Points. To see the full list of shows and recent episodes, check out dirttracker.com slash podcasts. And the streaming schedule is quiet today across the services with only Flow Racing 24-7 happening. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope you have a good Wednesday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.